Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, friend of show Garrett Price makes his triumphant return to help the boys out with their Jake Gyllenhaal power ranking, ranking their favorite performances from one of the best actors on the planet. So, what's watching? Chadwick the third, and we're also joined uh, by a friend of show, one of my dear friends, uh, Garrett Price. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. I uh, I wasn't sure you guys were going to invite me back after the last one. Uh, I was uh, maybe a little overzealous. No, so no, you know, I was like, well, I don't know. So the fact that you brought me back, I'm excited yeah. to be here. Well, you definitely had two thirds of the votes to come back. Um, I, I can't speak for Chad. I know he was <laughs> he was pretty upset, but um, he did know. not invite you back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Nick, how are you doing tonight? As you're drinking water, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm a little tired. Um, yeah. Like day three of staying in the deck. Uh, um, yes, it's brutal, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Chad? I'm I'm doing great, man fantastic yeah look at that fancy new microphone yeah i do i do have to point out because <laughs> so i did get a new mic but that i i, I need to be very clear because brady told me and brady's my son who did the episodes with me on patreon this is his mic so just to be clear i had to call it out of the episode this is his mic and i'm borrowing it taking my mic dad he's like i'm like i don't even know if they're gonna ask about the new mic and he's like well if they don't then you just have to say that it's mine and i was like okay i'll say i'll say that it's yours so <laughs> uh and it's if if you're listening to the audio version uh after the live stream every time he like does the push to talk it lights up in all kinds of rainbow fancy colors yeah it's like so over the top but i i I guess it makes up for my lack of a background like you got a lot of colors going on back there now we Um, know when chad wants to talk it'll like light up exactly it's like (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's a great idea we should we all need to get that um mike your whole room should strobe when you hit your push to talk button well see that's the thing i don't i i just i'm just always unmuted that's that's how you get these premium throat clears throat clears yeah Yeah. right you can't go without Um, throat clears but yeah nick why are we always doing like the same thing in life at the same exact time like we 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 never coordinate these things but we live three miles from each other, so it happens to be the most perfect week to stay in a deck here in Northeast Ohio. Um, just five beautiful days of like 80 degree weather and sun, so you can't really pass up that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, it's coincidence and proximity. Location, location. And then there's yeah. Chad. He just lives in the middle of us. And yeah, doesn't and I don't have a deck, so <laughs> he have no staining. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I made myself, but more more so Becca, pretty sad tonight because uh, I attempted to stain a small chunk, like five board lengths of our deck, and um, 
stain it like this is my first thing staining that wasn't like this big so um yeah it turned out really bad <laughs> like, really bad. what'd you do like overlap like all your like brush yeah and you know i thought it i thought it was gonna be like painting a little bit so like it went on real thick and i was just like overlap it was oh it's not pretty and even and clean yep full no, strokes that, that did not happen and uh it try again pretty terrible so uh, we get to redo that <laughs> but it's gonna storm all weekend so oh hooray. darn <laughs> Um, what have you been up to Garrett? It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. You know, this time of year, uh, I am, uh, coming off the NFL draft. So everything from like January leading up to the NFL draft, any like free time in my life where I'm not like with my wife and kids or, you know, working is basically devoted to that working. Uh, and, uh, but now that the NFL drafts over things have slowed down a little bit. And uh, I get to like actually enjoy things again. So I'm like trying to catch up on some of the movies and shows and different things like that. Stranger Things is coming out soon. So mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to start the rewatch here of some of the older seasons in preparation for that. And uh, yeah, different things like that. So it's fun to be able to have like a, just a hair more free time than I did before. Can you tell everyone what you did, uh, your epic Stranger Things event? Yeah, yeah. I I need to go back and see if I can find all the pictures. But for uh, I was obsessed with Stranger Things after season one, so much to the point that we decided to throw a whole Stranger Stranger Things themed party for season two. So we like took the gym at the place I was working at and we made like i've made this like life-size paper mache demogorgon uh we everyone had to eat uh eggo waffles and drink coke those were the only <laughs> options i love it um <laughs> we had like a burnt phone there we had like the will like missing posters uh comics everywhere like we did our best to do like you know how in the upside down where there's like all those particles moving everywhere. We tried our best to do that. That part didn't turn out super well. Um, <laughs> the entrance we like made into like Fort Byers. Uh, ah, so we had like all the sticks oh, lined cool. up and it said Fort Byers above it. So that, yeah, we went, we went uh, probably a little, uh, a little too much, a little overboard, <laughs> but it was super fun. Yeah, that's uh, super epic. And I, every time you say it, you tell that story, a little part of my soul just gets super happy. It's, <laughs> it's so, so awesome. Uh, we got some comments already. <laughs> Ugly Kid Joe Cross says, I can't quit you guys. Um, <laughs> little shout out to Jake Gyllenhaal already, man. Uh, Bios says, Woot, you got Garrett. That's right. I'm back. You got Garrett. He's back. Um, Joe says, can you even fully hide behind that mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually tested that and I can check it out. (laughs) Oh my God. Perfect. (laughs) I actually, I was going to put my pop filter on just for that specific purpose because this has a pop filter built into it apparently. So I don't really need it, but I was going to put it on, but I couldn't quite get it on there. So dude, that's great. (laughs) You know, I was, I was wondering about that. Uh, but I'm glad Joe asked and we could, we could finally figure it out. (laughs) Just get it out of the way. Uh, Jordan says, Jake is so hot. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I I agree. 
Like, yeah. I, yeah, he's sexy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to say it. Like, I'd kill for that hairline. That's why I have to wear a bandana because I don't have that hairline, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Try to make it look somewhat like it. Uh, Joe, poor Barb, indeed. Oh, she, never really got, she never got a fair shot. Um, nope. By the way, Joe, I hope you're having a, a fabulous night of work. He's back on midnights, so I hope tonight goes well for you, bud. Um, but yeah, before we get in any further, I just want to say thank you to our top tier patrons, Yusuf H and Tim B. Uh, you guys rule. Thank you so much for your support and, and all the other patrons uh, that we have supporting us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, it's hard to put into words how much we appreciate it. Um, thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. And if you're interested, if you, if you don't know what the heck Patreon is, or you're interested in how you could support us, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash showboys podcast. Check it out. We have four different tiers of perks and rewards and benefits, uh, all at different price points, uh, starting as low as $1 and up to a maximum of $10 a month. Uh, you can help support the show and help us uh, continue to produce the best quality content we can for you guys. Uh, now we got that out of the way. Uh, Garrett's back. So that means it's time for another power ranking. Uh, if, if you didn't catch last time Garrett was on, we did a Christopher Nolan power ranking where we directed or we directed, we ranked uh, <laughs> our top five favorite Christopher Nolan uh, pieces. Got um, spicy. It did get pretty spicy there at the end. There was quite a heated debate about number one and two. Um, it was a fun time. It was uh, so much fun that we had to do it again. And have Garrett back. So here we are. We're going to give you our Jake Gyllenhaal power rankings. Um, we have an absurd love on this podcast for Jake Gyllenhaal. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, he deserves to have a podcast episode dedicated solely to his amazing works. Um, Nick, I think you said today in Discord that he's just like, this sleeper actor assassin where like you don't realize all the amazing movies and, and roles he's played, but he's been in like a million things and almost everything that he's in uh, is an amazing movie. Um, so do yeah, you and like, expand on that? I mean, he looks about as old as Garrett, which doesn't look that old. Like they are sharp men. And he's been around for decades. Like you think yeah. of Donnie Darko that came out in the nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah. That like, came how, out. How, how does in, he have three um, decades of, of movies under his Actually, belt? it came out in 2001, but close oh, enough. Okay. Close enough. Basically. But yeah, but oh yeah. So, I mean, it just, you just think about it and you just start thinking, it's like, holy crap, he was in that movie. Like one of the answer, the boys, someone said day after tomorrow. And I was like, holy crap. I don't even <laughs> associate those two as like, right. that's not, that's not a Jake Gyllenhaal movie to me, but he's in it. And maybe he I was... like that movie because of him. I don't know. Like I'm really rethinking movies <laughs> that I see like, wow, I'm, I'm a Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are, and they just don't know it. Yeah, we're we're here to for for the great Gyllenhaal awakening. Um, but I'm looking here at his IMDb page, and he actually had a role in City Slickers, if anyone's familiar with that movie, and that was all the way back in 1991. So, Ooh, did uh, he Slickers really? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, he was <laughs> born in 1980, so he was a whopping 11 years old in City Slickers. So oh. he, he started he started early. Um, 
That's how he has yeah. that swagger. He's been doing it for like 30 years and he just like shows yeah. up on set and he's like, you know, yeah. 11 years old. I've been doing this a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, but, you know, now that you mentioned it, Nick, I definitely see uh, a lot of similarities between Garrett and Jake, which explains a lot about Clean. why I'm so drawn to Garrett. I mean, it's just like clean hairlines all around if i could be an eighth of as good looking as jake gyllenhaal um that would be amazing but but i i appreciate the love uh maybe i look like jake gyllenhaal if he had like way too many milkshakes and cookies (laughs) he had a role where he really had to let himself go and you know you're a stunt double in that role then there we go uh what what are your thoughts on jake joan hall chad yeah i i i I line up kind of similar to nick where uh i don't realize how much i like him until i like look at his movie list and i'm like holy crap dude like i've i've seen a lot of these and i like a lot of i love a lot of these movies yeah so uh yeah and then uh you know i think uh you know mysterio is my favorite spider-man villain so for him to play mysterio is like just was such a yeah. freaking treat for me dude because i love him and i love the the character so yeah. uh yeah i love him uh, i think he's great and everything i can't wait to see ambulance which also looks good yeah and that's i think that's the the other cool thing about jake is you know first we're on a first name basis so i'm just going to refer to him as jake uh the entire episode here but looking through his movie lists i mean he's he's in some pretty like you know the more mainstream movies like bubble boy, you know, day after tomorrow, uh, broke back mountain, um, love and other drugs. Uh, these are all pretty like, uh, I don't know. I mainstream is the only, um, word I can think of stronger, which is the story of the, uh, Boston marathon bombing. Uh, but then he's also, well, and of course, Spider-Man far from home, like the most, popular movie in the last few years uh but then he's also in like a lot of these really cool uh like weird indie films like nocturnal animals enemy nightcrawler um prisoner guilty chad not i have not i I wanted to watch it but somebody told me one of my buddies told me he didn't really like it we were gonna watch it uh we were going to go, or no, it's only on Netflix, right? Yeah. Maybe I was singing an ambulance we were going to go to the theater for, but um, no, I haven't. I haven't watched it. Um, I really need to get around to it because it's you, like kind of right up my alley because one of my favorite movies on this list is right up that alley. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I need to get around to it. I heard the ending kind of sucked, though. Yeah, watch it because I want, I want to hear your take on it because it is right up your alley. So, and we and I watched it and I did not enjoy it. I It's Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, there's a trend yeah. here. Ringing <laughs> endorsement. I didn't not enjoy it. <laughs> and what about you, Garrett? What What are your thoughts and feelings on Jake? No, I I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, uh, you know, I I think for a while I had this like weird notion that he was kind of like typecast. And then when I actually went through and looked out at all of his movies, I was like, that's not true at all. Like yeah. he's actually got really good range uh, yeah. in his acting ability. And I think I, I don't think I really appreciated him until you you messaged me, you know, this was probably three weeks, a month ago that we were going to be doing this. And I was like, 
right, I need to like freshen up and like think through some of these. I was like, oh dang, like he's not as typecast as I originally like thought he was in my mind. He's he's got he's got good range and uh, even a couple of the movies, like there were two on this list. I I went through actually. I said earlier there's two I haven't seen. There's only one I haven't seen, and it's Enemy. I've seen all the other ones, uh, but there were two today that were newer ones that somehow I just hadn't got to yet. So I'm literally like working and watching at the same time and like trying to get these in. And uh, that was Nocturnal Animals and Nightcrawler, uh, oh, which great ones. both I really, really enjoyed. Uh, so it, it especially, well, we'll get, we'll get to them, but uh, yeah, I think it just once again, kind of highlighted his range and his ability to, to do so many different things. You mentioned Mysteria. That's like, totally outside of the box of some of the other stuff he's done. And just, it's, it's cool to see him and how he's developed over time as an actor. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, he's been in, he's an action, he's in a Michael Bay action flick ambulance. He's been a, a villain in a superhero movie. He's been like uh, plenty of uh, kind of like lunatic, psychotic people. He's been an athlete. He's been a co- like, he, he's just been in so many different roles and it's, it's crazy just scrolling through his IMDb page and just being like, Oh man, like he's, he's pretty much done like everything yeah yeah (laughs) um the thing is that range that is what makes him kind of like just melt into these movies where you're like he's not typecast because mm -hmm. he just blends into the role he's playing and you don't really realize you're watching jake gyllenhaal until you think back like oh i saw that movie 10 years ago i didn't even i don't even know if i put those two and two together yeah yeah yeah, uh, we, we got some comments we'll get through, and then we'll uh, continue on. Joe says, it's miserable referring to work, I'm assuming. I'm sorry, sorry, buddy. Hopefully we can help make the next hour and a half or so a little bit better for you. Uh, underfunded scientist says, Jordan, oh, you should make your PFP here the same as your Twitter, bro. Yeah, he's got a, a pretty sweet Twitter pick now. Um Underfunded also says Donnie Darko so damn good. Uh, it is super good. And like Garrett said, uh, I've spent the last three nights uh, trying to refresh my memory and or you know squeezing in some of these movies that I hadn't had a chance to see. Uh, today, I had to refresh my memory on Donnie Darko because I hadn't seen it since probably I was a freshman in high school or somewhere around there. Uh, before my brain was fully formed and able to uh, comprehend the craziness that happens in that movie. And man, it is so good. Uh, I was, I was very excited. I got to rewatch that one today. Uh, He also says bubble boy is hilarious and ugly kid. Joe cross says, well, he comes from a film family. That's very true. Sister Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, It's also a fantastic actor actress uh his first gig was in an episode of homicide 1994 which was directed by his father um yeah he he is he comes from a pedigree that's for sure um but yeah what was i gonna say oh so in relation to this this range and the giant list of movies that you know he's been in it was very hard to come up with uh a narrow enough selection to power rank a top five without taking like six hours to do so. (laughs) Uh, So I just want to say if there are particular, you know, movies or roles that didn't make our list, 
I apologize. It was very difficult to come up with the, the selection we had. Uh, we are going to have eight to choose from. We're only ranking five, so there's going to be the first order of business will be you know, eliminating three, so we have our five to, to, to rank. Uh, but just know, like, it was really hard to come up with eight because I think originally I had a list of, like, 12 or 13, and that list could even have been longer. Um, so if you're here watching on a live stream, uh, feel free to comment in and tell us why we're, we're so wrong and why you're uh, super triggered that your movie didn't make the list. Uh, or if you're listening after the fact, you know, feel free to leave a comment and let us know which uh, movies should have made the list and what your power rankings would be. With that being said, uh, Nick, could you do the honors of throwing up the old rank thing? I sure can. Now, when you say throwing up, do you mean... Yes! I didn't even do it! I can't, I, even get it. In, I can't get away from it. Yes! Man, that <laughs> but, was... Oh, dude, that was awesome. That was well well placed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. So, that's not <laughs> what like, we're throwing up. First off, uh, what, Garrett, wasn't that a beautifully crafted <laughs> piece of imagery right there? That That should be in a museum. Yeah, I'm thinking about trying it? to make it like my first <laughs> NFT is just going to be Chad being sick. There you go. <laughs> Down with the sickness. <laughs> I think Three seconds the, of greatness. Yeah, the hashtag sick and the the bleh is that's really yeah, what puts it it's over. Really, the top. what's good? Yeah, I agree. Adds a little color. Nick, Nick's know? convinced that it's because uh, what makes it so great is the fact that I just snipped a transparent background image so you could see still see the background uh, yeah 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 <laughs> the transparent yeah screenshot of png it's just that's just like um it's just meta it's just great yeah it's dude fair, NFT. fair layers to that jordan right help me make that into a showboys nft um with that being said uh let's let let's me go ahead, bring up bring up yeah. our, our our rank list here and i don't know if you did this on purpose nick but i was after you showed me the thumbnail that you made, like the rows of colored flowers, mm. yes, almost yes. perfectly coincide with the colors of the ranks here. This and I don't know true. if you did that on purpose or not, but it was, it's masterful. If you no. didn't do it on purpose, you should lie right now and just be like, oh yeah, totally intentional. Totally did. Yeah, I, sp I spent hours and hours on this today, um, <laughs> making it just perfect, <laughs> matching the colors and everything. Um, as a lie but here i did I, I threw it up right on okay so here's our our list of eight movies we have nightcrawler nocturnal animals prisoners zodiac end of watch jarhead donnie darko and enemy now this list doesn't have spider-man this list doesn't have southpaw um this list doesn't have Brokeback Mountain. This list doesn't have October Sky. Um, <clears throat> which it was really hard for me to to not include Southpaw. That movie, yeah, yeah, is so good. Like also, so good. Also, a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people liked this movie, but I loved Source Code. That's not on here. Mm. Um, I don't know why. I just like that movie a lot, and I'm not really sure why because I don't necessarily think it's a good movie. <laughs> it's just there's just something about it that I don't know if it's like a 
nostalgic thing for me. I watched it like way back in the day or what, but every <laughs> now and then I go back and watch that movie. I don't know why. Nice. Uh, this is a, a fantastic comment from Joe. He says, ah, Maggie, the always Kristen Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Oh man. Um, it, and you know, Mike, I mean, it's probably hard for like anyone to, you know, without listing 20 of his movies to come down with a list that's going to make everyone happy because he has a range, right? This isn't yeah. Christopher Nolan movies, right? Where eh, Christopher Nolan kind of has a, you know, he's got a thing, right? If yeah. you like him as a director, you're going to like a lot of his movies. Whereas this, I mean, it's probably going to. Ha- be hard to find like multiple people have seen like yeah i've seen every jake gyllenhaal movie and i know definitely these are my favorite for sure hands down so this is definitely a good topic to kind of smash through and get some sort of some sort of positioning on yeah um so let's go around and let's each pick one movie that we think should not be ranked. Uh, I didn't quite kick, pit, like think think this part through of eliminating, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll go through. There's four of us, and we can only eliminate three. So let's see if if we if by the time we get all the way around the group, if we come to a consensus on you know one or two of these movies. But uh, I will allow uh, our our fine guest tonight to uh, have the honor of going first. Um, so. Garrett, out of all of these movies, if you could remove one, what would you do and why? All right. I'm going to not pick the one that I haven't seen because I feel like that's unfair to just eliminate it based on me not having seen it. So the one movie I have not seen is I have not seen Enemy. I've heard it's good. I don't know. So that, but I'm not, that's not going to be my selection based on that. Um, There are four. Four in here that I feel very strongly should be in the list. Uh, the one that I think is probably lacking the most for me is Jarhead. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a fine movie, uh, but there was nothing there that like really put it over the top. I thought his performance was good in it, but there were other performances from him that I think were more <laughs> captivating. So if I had to pick one, it would probably be Jarhead that I would not put on the list. Okay. Okay. It's respectable. Uh, Chad, how about you? Yeah, I would, I would have to go with enemy. Unfortunately. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like this movie when I watched it. That's really all there is to it. Just like source code. I don't know why I like it. And I don't know why I don't like enemy, but that would be my pick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nick. Um, I would have to say prisoners. Oh, Garrett's about to literally just turn his computer off right now. <laughs> this and, is fun, guys. We'll see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this it's payback for Interstellar. We're just going to take it out before you even get it to number one. <laughs> we don't want to hear this guy yell at his computer again, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go with prisoners. And that's mostly because I haven't seen it. Um, oh, wow. So literally one. the Good exact opposite of Garrett. Yep. <laughs> ruined your argument man (laughs) oh wow okay well um one i'm gonna have to mega hard thought about the rules more right (laughs) we should let's establish this here so i think i sent this 
I definitely talked to Garrett about this, but I'm pretty sure I told you guys as well. We're go we're largely basing our selections on Jake's performances, not necessarily how we liked the movie, but that also should play a part in, you know, some of our judgment here. Um, with that being said, uh, I have to mega hard disagree with Chad uh, because I will talk about enemy uh, in greater detail at some point in this episode, but uh, that movie wow. is fantastic just straight across the board. Like his performance is performance is plural. Uh, and the movie veto itself. Chad like outright. You just yeah. like, vetoed him. I think he's, I just wow. got vetoed. He's wow. gone. He's wow. Out. Uh, I, and then I would have to agree with both Garrett and Nick, but <laughs> I agree with I'll, I'll get Nick's I'll, I'll I'll explain my my uh, choice of prisoners as being removed uh, because it's it's more than I didn't see the movie because I did watch the movie. Um, I would say. While the movie itself is really, really good um, and a very like gripping, fantastic story, the cast of this movie is insane, like oh, uh, super insane. I've you know. After watching the Batman uh, in that episode, I gushed about Paul Dano, who played the Riddler. Yeah. He's like an insane actor, and I feel like is going to be my next Jake Gyllenhaal, where I'm just gonna like go through all of his movies because he he's just an insane actor. He's in Prisoners and like plays a really crazy role, and by the end of the movie, like I just felt extremely bad for him, <laughs> like really bad for him, um, but. Like Hugh Jackman is like the main character. A, he's like one A, Jake's like one B. But like Jake's performance, I feel while good, I would use uh, Garrett's argument of Jarhead, where it's not like J what makes prisoners stand out to me isn't necessarily <clears throat> Jake in the movie. Uh, it's more so Hugh Jackman. Um, so with that said, I would vote for prisoners being eliminated. Sorry, Garrett. Uh, and then I also <laughs> would probably agree with you, Garrett, that while Jarhead is a great movie, it probably, compared to all the other performances and movies on the list, it doesn't quite stand up. I, I will agree with you, and and that was going to be the one thing I was going to say about prisoners. While it's it's actually one of my, it would probably go in my top ten as far as the overall movie goes. The, the twists and turns throughout the movie, the different things that make you think like, especially if you have kids, like it makes you like think about things that you would have never thought about before. Uh, and, and it, awesome ending. All of that said, I do agree. I think he has better performances uh, than, than that performance. Not because he didn't do an awesome job in it. He just wasn't asked to have had this right. crazy range in it. Yeah. So I, as, as much as it pains me to not see it as a top five, I understand it and I'm not going to like hardcore argue it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Like he plays his character. Great. But like yeah. his a character, detective. like in it's the a, scope of that movie, isn't like he's uh, the straight guy. He's the right. straight guy in the movie. Yeah. He's just, he's just there. He's, he does his job and he does yeah. it really well. But like Hugh Jackman in that movie is just fantastic over the top. Like so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
it was a great movie though i if you haven't seen prisoners definitely you need to watch prisoners no. um so it looks like nick made the executive decision of moving those two down so now uh we have to i, I was just going with the vibe i don't know if that's official or not i mean it works for me okay. yeah Eric, yeah Eric it's soft yeah. agreed with us so yeah we're just gonna take that as a <laughs> as a win uh and then nobody else rebutted jarhead so i think that's that's good um not yeah, dying I'm on good that with jarhead Jar, i love yeah, I love Jarhead. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, I yeah, it's not compared to any of these other movies on the list. I think it's great. I think he did great in it. It's odd to see a war movie where there's really no war going on. Right. You know I mean, there's no action or anything, which is cool. It was kind of a change of pace back in the day. But yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine with it falling off the list. But we do need to find another one, which is which is going to prove difficult if you're standing on this enemy hill, yeah. especially because this movie was a total flop for the record too. <laughs> Jarhead. Enemy. No, enemy. Oh, enemy. I was going to say Jarhead came out in 2005, which was, you know, hot on the heels of uh, Iraq V2. So um, (laughs) came out in an interesting time. Iraq V2. (laughs) 2.0. Biosip says, I like the side of Mike actually making decisions. That's right. Get used to it, Biosip. At least for this episode. Um, I'm sad when you pop up comments that Garrett gets. I know his, his, it just covers up, you know, Jake Price down there, uh, <laughs> Garrett Garrett Gillen, Gyllenhaal. Um, my pick for the third elimination probably gonna make Chad sad, but it's it's gonna be Zodiac for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, not gonna happen, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I will stay. I will. Well, here's the thing. You know that that thing that's difficult too because there's a, there's a lot going on in that movie. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. It's it's gonna be hard to remove. I think like our feelings for the movies themselves and focus ma- like the majority of of our thought process on his actual performance in the movie. Right. Because Zodiac is a, another phenomenal movie. Like all these movies on this list are phenomenal. So like, uh, but my vote again, like compared to his performances in every other movie that's remaining, it's just all the other five I feel are like on a completely other level than Zodiac. Okay, Nick. But I'll I'll, what, I'll what say to you, your Nick. rebuttals. What say you, Nick? Because I can't I can't willingly put Zodiac under enemy. I just can't do it. <laughs> so please make the decision what, for us. I think the, if, the hard part is, Chad, you and I are the only ones that have seen enemy, so there's no one to like true. break yeah, the tie. Yeah, yeah, also true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna kick out enemy because I haven't seen it. Um right. All right, like you did with prisoners. Yeah, I was like, yeah. you had no problem with prisoners doing <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> now all Come of on. a sudden he's got an issue with it. Right. right. You know, right. I only get one of Moral those cards. I'm limiting, come back. I'm limiting myself. Yeah. Let's pause the episode and we'll just put enemy up and we'll just watch enemy in its entirety <laughs> and then we'll resume the episode. I think that's the only fair way. Yeah. What about nocturnal animals? Are we are we like everyone does set on keeping that in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm fine with so it either way. So we all we all like nocturnal animals more than we like Zodiac and Enemy. Yes, 
I think we don't even have to ask about Nightcrawler. We all know. I don't know Garrett's opinion about Nightcrawler, but it, if you've listened to Showboys at all, out. like we love Nightcrawler. Yes. Yeah. So Nightcrawler and Nocturnal Animals, it sounds like they're staying. I think Donnie Darko is an obvious unanimous decision. I'm just and gonna throw this out there. Like that leads, yeah. I mean, that's pretty. Accurate. End of watch is staying there. I won't let it go off this list. <laughs> no, end of watch needs to stay. Yeah, the hard part for me is I I can't speak like on enemy. I thought he did a fantastic job in Zodiac. Personally, uh, I thought his his character just being this like cartoonist that just obsesses about yeah. this and single handedly carries it. Like I think he did. I think he did a good job. Uh, this might be a controversial one. I would actually, if it were just me, once again, Enemy would be the easy one because I haven't seen it. But of the ones I've seen, like I don't love Donnie Darko. Uh, I think he's, I think he's interesting in it, but he's he's still a very young actor. I feel like he was better as he like has matured. So. Yeah. If we're talking about his performance, yeah, mm, that's man. I'm with. I like where you're going. I am with you. I'm with you 100. If you're dead set on keeping enemy, I can't let Zodiac fall off to Donnie Darko at least. Because now, granted, I haven't seen Donnie Darko probably since 2001. So maybe with my mature brain, it would be better. Um, but uh, I don't remember I think the necessarily only thing that gets better it. with our uh, fully formed adult brain is like understanding the concept of Donnie Darko. Yeah. Jake, um, all part of the movie. Yeah. Honestly, I think. Um, <clears throat> okay. Enemy. Performance wise, like the character, like the type of character that Jake plays in enemy is the uh, like adult version of the character that he plays, the type of character <laughs> that he plays in Donnie Darko. Like they're not the exact same characters, but like, you know, Donnie Darko, he's uh, a, a person struggling with mental illness. He has, I think they, uh, I think his, his therapist, uh, freaking, um, What's the diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia An enemy. He's um, somebody struggling with uh, a mental issue. Uh, he's internally struggling with infidelity and it kind of creates a split um, personality, if you will, a fracture of his psyche. And one of him is a very you know, timid, uh, like kind of pushover guy who's, you know, stuck in the mundane routine of life. And then the other split of his psyche is like an, an eccentric, um, super outgoing brazen version of himself. And while, I mean, that's not the exact same character as Donnie Darko, it has similarities where Donnie has, those different types of personalities come out throughout the movie. Um, so all that being said, that's a very long winded way of saying I would put enemy over Donnie Darko because it's like a more grown up version of Donnie. If that makes okay, sense. Okay. So yeah, I, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. maybe not Nick. Uh, 
with Donnie Darko going, yeah. You're you're on mute there, brother. Oh yeah, Nick, you muted yourself. <laughs> I was digging Garrett's take on that in terms of I probably like that movie more for all the reasons not Jake Gyllenhaal. Like the reason that movie is what it is is right. not because of the performance of Jake, not saying that he's bad, but there's a lot more going on in that movie that's a little bit more abstract and that's why i love that movie not because oh i need to see jake joan hall play that scene again because that was intense yeah right <clears throat> so no i'm on board with that too and i i like that we're gonna cause a riot oh yeah uh, yeah, oh, yeah we are for sure but uh, we're all four in agreement, so it's you know underfunded it says frank was my favorite and donnie darko not gonna lie uh and then biosiv says he seems to play a lot of characters with mental illness now that we look a little closer it's very true definitely uh of his most recent movies very much um people struggling uh yeah oh man this is gonna be nuts like we're gonna get so much hate for not not having donnie darko in the top five so i also want to point out this so i have now that we have our five um the year range is 2007 to 2016. Okay. Okay. Not one of these gets over a 7.8. The range is 6.9 to 7.8 on IMDb. And that's kind of a trend with his movies. IMDb yep. doesn't seem to like his movies. Like he's not getting like tens out here, um, but he, he's not getting, he's not getting twos either. So, I, I mean, it's we, hard. Uh... It's hard to get past a seven. If you look at a lot of movies, they're okay. in the seven range really. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's that's that big of a deal, really. For, for the record, we, Prisoners got an eight point one, and we left it out. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly kid Joe Cross is leaving us. He it turns out he can in fact quit us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, we made your your miserable night of work even more so. By he, he's yeah. not going nowhere. Yeah, he's not. He he really can't quit us. <laughs> like literally he's he's just out to be here uh, he's just a member out of the stream team he has no choice it's in his contract um <laughs> all right so we got our five movies and a lot of angry people in the chat uh so nightcrawler <laughs> zodiac nocturnal animals end of watch and enemy uh you know that that elimination phase went a lot more peacefully than i thought it would it's because Garrett is so civil. Um, he, he really <laughs> wanted to murder me, like right out the gate. There. <laughs> Have you ever seen like the the Terry Tate uh, like uh, office oh, linebacker office commercials? Uh, that yeah. yeah, I'm imagining Garrett like Terry Tating you if we were like live <laughs> together. But you know, as as much as it hurt, it it it's if we're truly and that's why I asked that question of you, Mike, when you sent me the final list. I was like, okay, are we basing this off? the movie itself or is it off of his performance in it because that absolutely changes the list because prisoners would be number one probably for me if it was solely based on the movie but i could i could agree with this even though i would maybe still move it up i don't have like a strong conviction with him not being in the top five because i i think his performance was was good and it did exactly what it needed him to do but we didn't we didn't see anything special from him yeah. in that yeah. movie. So like yeah. that's why I'm not gonna throw a fit. I'm not gonna be upset <laughs> much uh, beca- because I understand the reasoning behind it. And and I think that's the same reason we went with Donnie Darko. You know, yeah. another one that I think 
99 times out of 100 would be in people's top five lists but because of his actual performance like it wasn't it wasn't bad but that wasn't what made the movie you remember the movie for frank and just the outlandish concept that it's it's telling um and 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 to be fair to be um, fair i know i was just about to do that The, the, these are definitely honorable mentions and we can yeah. just call Donnie Darko six if it really makes people that upset, but yeah. it's in the list. It's just not going to be power ranked. That's well, I awful. think it's, yeah, I think it's important to look at the performance of the actor. If we're doing an actor, if we're doing the director mm-hmm. like Nolan, then you have to look at the whole picture. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would agree that this is the right way to do it. Performance versus the actual full picture of the movie. And I really like, uh, I like doing these because <clears throat> I mean, it's fun to like talk about movies that, that you like, but my, what I love about doing these power ranks and like tier lists and stuff is like, um, I don't know. kind of like, at least for me, it makes me look at these through a more critical lens, you know, um, think of more, more than just like, Oh, it was, it like did i have fun or like you know was i entertained for an hour and a half it's like well like what 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 technically about like jake's performance or like you know what nolan does with you know the cinematography and these certain scenes where he's trying to convey certain things um uh we don't critically think very often on the show so it's like fun to actually do that every once in a while (laughs) to be fair we can't do it very often because after one of these episodes, my brain just like melts because I'm it's not used to being worked. And so like it takes months and months for it to reform into my my big dumb brain. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. That was the that longest was a, way of saying yeah. you're stupid. Yeah, yeah, that was quite the way of saying it. You took that right out of my mouth. That's where I was going. <laughs> OK, well, let's um, uh, let's start with uh, number five here and I'll yeah. throw one up. Enemy. Yeah, uh, not surprised. <laughs> Let's see. I, I ranked these. Um, and now that we removed uh, Donnie Darko, because out of the five that we have, uh, Donnie Darko is the only one that was in mine that is not anymore. So that kind of changes my, my yeah, ranks. Around and and to bit. be fully transparent, I have not seen Noctur- Nocturnal Animals. It's the only one on the list I haven't seen. Hmm. Nick and uh, well, no, Nick and Garrett said they haven't seen Enemy, but have you guys seen all the other ones? Yeah, I've seen all the others. Okay, okay, here, Enemy made three point five million dollars in the box office. That's <laughs> like, it's like a horrendous flop, bro. <laughs> that might be the lowest, the lowest box office I've ever seen, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that is not a lot of money. Um, Enemy, still, man, I, I have a hard time putting it at five uh it is where is it in your in your ranking it is number three okay uh so here's the synopsis uh a man seeks out his exact lookalike after spotting him in a movie uh 6.9 on imdb starring jake gyllenhaal who plays the role of adam and anthony uh and this is directed by dennis villanueve or I always never know how to say his name, but uh, he also was the director of Prisoners. Uh, feeling cute, baby. Um, 
He also, you know, a little sci-fi movie. Uh, maybe you've heard of it called Dune. Um, but this is a very uh, Donnie Darko style abstract concept. Uh, everything in this movie is uh, layers of imagery and uh, a, a lot of trying to decipher meanings of things. They they really don't come out in front and really like explain much of anything so this is very much one of those movies where you have to watch once twice maybe three times uh to really grasp the concept uh but you know we're going on performance here and i have this ranked three for me because again he plays he plays two characters they interact with each other a couple times in the movie and they're on completely separate ends of the spectrum um it's really hard to talk about this movie and why I have it ranked third when only Chad's the one that's seen it. Uh, so there aren't a lot of, you know, there aren't going to be a lot of opinions across the table here. Um, but I guess my question with you, Chad, uh, concerning how Jake portrays Adam and Anthony in this movie, what makes it number five for you in terms of his actual performance of the the characters here to be to be honest with you it's looking at the other list of movies primarily Mm -hmm. that's making up the uh the majority of my opinion on this movie i i I would like to go back and watch this because i did watch it a long time ago and you know i might be in a different place in my life i might actually enjoy this movie but Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just looking at everything else and that's yeah. and that's taking into account that I have not seen Nocturnal Animals. I assume this would maybe land higher for most of the other board here who has seen it. Um, and then the, there's a I have a very obvious top three. So <laughs> I, yeah. I have a feeling I could be totally wrong, but I have a hunch that there's going to be like a really big debate. Five, two through five. I have a feeling we might maybe I'm wrong. I have a feeling we might all end up agreeing on number one, though. I think that I, I think, I one, you know, think you'll be. I, I thought that last time about Chad. I have yeah. a feeling Chad's going to oh, really? shock us with uh, okay something. We'll see. We'll see because yeah. I don't know that I'm that I'm going to. But I also thought that we were going to agree on the Nolan thing too, and he, we we know how that <laughs> turned out. I think I also might have uh, recency bias with Enemy, um, right. being as you know. I just watched it two days ago. Uh, I haven't seen End of Watch in in years. I haven't seen Nocturnal Animals since it came out. I haven't seen Zodiac since that came out, which has uh, been a while. Oh, so and and just Nightcrawlers, probably my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Um, Spoiler. Yeah. Whoa. So, um, I I think for the sake of argument, since they're aren't as many opinions about this. I'm cool with that being number five since it, I'm cool with it making the list, I think in general. So I I can't be picky here. We can slot that in at five. Well, are we all in agreement? Is, is that, well, they haven't seen it. Yeah. They they, they have no opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Slap it there. Hands off the wheel. I feel like that also plays a a huge part in it being number five too, because they're just, there isn't enough opinion. Um, but I I do highly recommend like if if you haven't seen this movie go watch it, and if 
like Chad, since you haven't seen it in a while, like I would give this a rewatch. It's it's a good one. Uh, so number four, who wants to take a crack at number four here? Chad, line it up. I mean, I, I, I have to put nocturnal animals there because I haven't seen it. So not the best person to, to maybe pick this one. <laughs> who was, uh, so wait, before we go on, uh, what Garrett, what was your number five? Did you have yours ranked out beforehand? I did. Um, number five for me uh, was End of Watch. Okay, that's actually that was my original number five. But too. we also were missing one, so <laughs> Prisoners was on my list. Uh, <laughs> what was your number five, Chad? Because I know Enemy didn't make your list. What was your original number five? Uh, it was going to be Donnie Darko because I thought it was going to make the list. Right on, right on. What about you, Nick? What was yours? <clears throat> I don't have an original list. <laughs> I saw his eyes. Classic. Like, oh, wait Nick. a second. We were supposed to make our own lists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? We're power ranking. We're like, power it's ranking. Be in the heat of the moment. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> Underfunded, bro. How can a movie they haven't seen beat Donnie Darko? Uh, because we we explained because it, of Mike. sir. We Mike, you look, Mike it. loves the movie. Yeah, and it's uh, my show, so I make the rules. No, I'm just kidding. It's not my show. It's it's our equals. We're equals. Joel Walton says that ending of Enemy. See, he he knows he knows what's up. Um, and underfunded for the third time. He's trying to start Riot. a riot in chat. Right. But did he's any of us say? Right? Did any of us say that we hadn't seen Donnie Darko? No, he's just really mad that it's not in the top five. Oh, gotcha, he's gotcha, me, gotcha. me and Garrett. I haven't seen enemy so he's wondering how Donnie darko got oh pushed off. oh yeah yeah that's yeah. valid uh yeah i i mean i could have the same argument though i'm willing to put <laughs> willing to put enemy under nocturnal animals which i have not even seen so <laughs> i mean i, I get what Let's he's see. coming i get i get yeah. what he's saying okay so uh garrett what's your number four uh yeah it would probably be end of watch for me that in that in zodiac are pretty interchangeable for me. So like I wouldn't have a strong opinion of one over the other, uh, but those would be the two that would be in consideration for me at four here. Okay. And then uh, Chad, you said yours was nocturnal animals. Uh, My original number four was Donnie Darko. So that's not a thing. So (laughs) uh, of the four remaining, I'd probably put Zodiac here um, just because I didn't have Zodiac making my original five. And out of these four, I think definitely uh, Nightcrawler and Nocturnal Animals are leagues above Zodiac. And then End of Watch, I think, squeaks squeaks ahead. Um, what do you, what say you, Nick? Um, I will go ahead and endorse zodiac for number four okay okay uh so zodiac here uh this synopsis if you live under a rock uh between 1968 and 1983 a san francisco cartoonist becomes an amateur detective obsessed with tracking down the zodiac killer an identified unidentified individual who terrorizes northern california with a killing spree uh this movie came out in 2007 Got a 7.7 on IMDb. And 
Jake Gyllenhaal Stop. plays Robert Graysmith. And it's also apparently a prequel to the Avengers uh, as well. So What? <laughs> no, it's just, I went back and I was like, oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is, you know, he's the... Uh, it's before they were superheroes, you know. Yeah. 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 So It's before he became Mysterio. Right. And uh, yeah, no, totally makes sense. So yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a prequel we didn't know we needed. That's uh, fantastic. <laughs> but the one we deserved. I'm um, good. Uh, I, I, I have a very deep love for Zodiac, but that's primarily yeah. because I have a very deep love just for that story. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. Where did you have Zodiac Zodiac on your list? Probably would have been, I had to rework my list a little bit because I'm all jacked up here, but it probably would have been three. So it's not far off. Okay. That's a a tough one for me. I mean, you just based on your deposition there, Mike, it outgrew a four on Zodiac too. Um, Yeah. I... I'm actually shocked that I, I I penned this one in your top two, Chad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it it's screwed up because like Nocturnal Animals <laughs> is really screwing up my jive right now because I haven't seen it. Right. So right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it probably it probably be would be number three for me because I I have a a, a deep deep love for two of these other movies. But but really, it it could battle with End of Watch to be honest. Um. So yeah, it'd be either probably three or three or two for me, depending okay. on the day. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I am very kosher with it being number four, even though it breaks my heart that it is it beat out Enemy. Yeah, it's like that, <laughs> but the, yeah, but the problem is it's like vastly superior to Enemy in almost every possible way, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only issue you know what i wanted to do i was looking um but i couldn't find it uh quickly i was gonna try to see if i could find how much time on screen he has in each of these movies <laughs> um, yeah which by the way the uh, i don't think that exists and somebody should make that a thing um, oh my god it's a lot of there's got there's got to it's got to be a thing there's a there's a website where you can go and look up every gun in a movie, what kind of gun it is, as well as cars. The whole website's devoted to it. So there's got to be something out there. Yeah. Somebody somebody has to track actors' minutes on screen in movies. Can you I, – I know that we've already placed it, but what? why Why do you hate Zodiac so much? Uh, two combinations. It's not the movie. It's uh, recency bias out of – out of the five that are on here, it's probably the one that I've seen the longest time ago. Yeah. Definitely a 2000s flick for sure. Yeah. The way it's set up. And then I just feel like his performances in the re- enemy and <clears throat> the remaining three yeah. were just so good that I honestly even forgot that he was in Zodiac until looking to make up this list. But I think a lot of that has to do with it being so long since I have had seen the movie. Um, yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it being at four. I, I, I don't have a problem with his performance at all in it. I have a problem with the content of the movie as in reference to the actual Zodiac story. Like, they really set the dude up to be the killer who's not actually the killer, which is kind of shitty. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, let's let's move on, shall we?
All right. So yeah, we got to figure out this number three. I um, uh, I have a very clear choice for number three, but I'm interested in uh, in in what you guys think. Uh, update on the fantasy draft. There still hasn't been a pick yet, and I'm <laughs> I'm slated to go in one, two, or three, four, five, six, seven. I'm the seventh pick in the twelfth round at, at this current moment. So I probably won't actually be making my pick until like Sunday. I was going <laughs> to say, bro, why are we even looking at this? <laughs> you get like 10 hours to make your pick. Yeah. It, it, it is funny because there are times where it's like legitimately like you'll be like, all right, I'm only three picks away. I got to be picking soon. And then literally it's like a 24 hour period to you pick. Uh, and then there's other times where it's like we just went through a whole round in like two hours. How did that happen? So it yeah. it is very hit and miss. <clears throat> Uh man, I'm still heartbroken about rounds uh, nine through ten. Anyways, um, good, not good. No, not good. It just really throws a wrench what I was trying to build here. Um, so number three, does Nick sound a bit like Jake Gyllenhaal? Wow, wow, that's do I? Uh, do, does he? Maybe he does. I need to pull oh. some quotes and just yeah, exactly. While while we're uh, discoursing about number three, why don't you find a few lines from Jake Gyllenhaal movies, and we can prepare a little table read and see, you know, if, if we. I'll close my eyes as you read <laughs> and see if if I can, can pull up the YouTube clip after he does it. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um. So my number three was Enemy, which it can't be anymore. So I think. I think the clear choice for me is end of watch is number three. And uh, this I, is where it's going to get sticky. My, for my sure. reason is, is <laughs> Nightcrawler and Nocturnal Animals are like head, head and shoulders above end of watch. And that's coming from someone who absolutely adores end of watch. Like that might be in, it's definitely in my top 10 movies of all time. So that means you at least have three Jake Gyllenhaal movies in your top. <laughs> if they're head and shoulders above right. that, and that makes your top ten. Right, valid. You really do love, dang Jake. dude. <laughs> uh, for for me, I would I would agree though. I talked about that being my four and Zodiac being three. So, end of watch. I I thought he was fantastic in both Nightcrawler and Nocturnal Animals. Uh, so it, it would be end of watch. And but I mean, it's 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 to the point now where it's like. He's so fantastic of an end of watch too. I mean, he plays that role so well and just how the whole story evolves. Like he does a great job in it, but I think there's just some things that he does special in the other two that would make me want to put end of watch at three. Yeah. Nick. Mm, you know, I was originally going to say, I was going to dock nocturnal animals points for being such a loaded cast. Like there's a lot of true Sherry, really good actors in that movie yeah, that yeah. I don't want that to affect the bias of like the movie overtaking like the role. Um, and to watch also kind of like falls into that just because he shares the screen with someone so much. And like, that's a big part of it too. Hmm. That's tough. 
That's tough. Yeah, it's it's I'm almost a, I'm a, like I'm a, uh, like it, it it it's close to prisoners in that aspect. But I think you know clearly he has it's like the inverse where you know he has more screen time compared to Michael Pena, whereas Hugh Jackman's you know kind of more focused on in prisoners. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Out of the remaining, he definitely. Uh, you know, this is this is definitely a, a duo cast movie here. Like they both make this movie great. Yeah, I still want to kind of. Well, I mean, I kind of. Yeah, <laughs> here here's my problem. Like, I I I I have you know I haven't seen Nocturnal Animals. I can't I can't <laughs> argue that it's that it's above above end of watch for me. And I think End of Watch does such a, a a good job. Like they nailed those roles, whether yeah. it be police partners or EMS partners, firefighters. They just nailed everything about it. Yep. Um, I like that's the coming kind from of... one in in that field, right? So I mean, you you right. you you can relate, and yeah. you have that perspective. So that's yeah, that's that's a very you know high endorsement there that they're able to. Yeah, they freaking nailed, they freaking nailed it. The only person that I don't like in that movie, ironically, is the chief of police, or maybe it's <laughs> their captain, because he's he's not an act. Well, he is an actor now, uh, but he's actually a captain in LAPD or a chief or something, and he's just not a very good actor, obviously. <laughs> um, but dude, I don't know. I just love the story. I love the setup. I love the handheld camera style that they have going on in it. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoy the the cartel story that they're playing. How brutal and violent these people are. Um, you know, I, I just I have a very deep passion for this movie in my heart, and it's really because I, you know, one of my I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to say it again. One of my favorite shows of all time is The Shield, and that's an LAPD uh, show. So I, I just have a deep fascination with LAPD and and all their movies, and I really think this is the top of of LAPD movies. Maybe knocking heads with Training Day, obviously, but um, yeah, I can't personally uh, endorse it being number three. Yeah, I'm gonna, th- I want to, ro- I'm gonna roll Nocturnal Animals as number three because End of Watch for a very long time is like one of my go to Jake Joan Hall movies. Like when I want to watch a Jake Joan Hall movie, I want to go watch End of Watch, and that's just like that's my preference there. So that and like you know nocturnal animals there's probably um the inverse of your um recency what, what do you call it mike uh, recency bias. bias yeah it's like the inverse like it's too recent of a movie to have like taken hold like mm. end of watch has because it watch hasn't came festered out. inside yeah it's 2012 so it's been out for 10 years um and like it's just yeah. a fantastic movie and it, it that to me that's like obviously that in nightcrawler like go to Jake, Jake, J- Gyllenhaal, Moo Moo Movies. <laughs> we just need some air horns. Um, okay, okay. Garrett, do you have anything to to chime in here? Yeah, it seems like we're 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 deadlocked. Um, we're at an impasse. Yeah, and this is this is going to be tough. Uh, well, we're sort of at an impasse because Chad hasn't seen one of them, so it's like a <laughs> half a point. I don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> but uh it's I if it came down to it and it ended up being end of watch two and nocturnal animals three, I'm not going to be heartbroken. That's 
that's not the one I would like argue to the death for or anything like that. But I just think he, and I don't want to spoil too much of the movie of Nocturnal Animals, but I think the range of emotion that you see his character go through uh, in Nocturnal Animals is just fascinating in all of the different stages of, of grief. And then how they did a fantastic job of tying in present day with the story with the past. Like they tied in all three of those elements so seamlessly that sometimes I had to like quickly double check, like, okay, is this a present moment, a past moment, or is this the story like that she's reading? So like I had to like, so they just did a fantastic job. I think of weaving all that together and his range of emotion throughout it, I think is what carried it for me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll just read the plot or the synopsis of both movies real quick. Just get that info out there the and then flute. we can further discuss. So end of watch, like Nick said, 2012, uh, the, summary here shot documentary style this film follows the daily grind of two young police officers in la who are partners and friends and what happens when they meet criminal forces greater than themselves um and this got a 7.6 out of 10 um and then we have nocturnal animals this came out in 2016 And the summary is a wealthy art gallery owner is haunted by her ex-husband's novel, a violent thriller she interprets as symbolic, a symbolic revenge tale. Uh, 7.5 out of 10. Um, So here we go. It's settled. Point point one. It is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Having. uh... Man. Okay. So. The opening sequence of Nocturnal Animals is so so awkward. It is so brutal. (laughs) Um, And so, spoiler alert, you've been warned, but I mean, this movie's been out for six years and End of Watch has been out for 10 years. So it's your own dumb fault. Um, (laughs) In End of Watch, is it Jake or Michael Pena that dies? Michael Pena. Okay. Dang. Okay. Cause I was going to compare <laughs> my, my determining <laughs> factor was going to be how Jake Gyllenhaal dies because in nocturnal animals, it's probably the it's lamest movie death of all time. It, that I will agree with that part, which to me would take it down below end of watch. <laughs> he literally falls on a gun and shoots himself and he dies so like <laughs> right in the end of watch when Pena dies and like jake delivers oh. like the saddest like yeah, moment dude, of movie dude. ever dude, <laughs> like, yeah heart-wrenching and I, and I really i really like because they make it seem like jake is the one that dies yeah and you don't really know until you see that scene and he's in the right. wheelchair and, and you find out that Pena dies but that whole that whole ending sequence of that movie dude is just freaking haunting because yeah. Because they're they're stuck alone, they're like dying on the radio, screaming for help. You know, nobody's coming, and then eventually they show up. But it's just a, I don't know, dude. It's just a creepy, like inner city haunting moment of a scene. I I absolutely love that entire alleyway sequence. Man, you know, I thought I came into this thinking 
that I was pretty dead set on my list, especially number one and two. But uh, I think I might be in agreement here that Nocturnal Animals needs to be number three and End of Watch needs to be number two. Got swayed. Uh, swayed. Swayed. Swayed him. <laughs> because no, like right, I said, man, that, it was a fantastic watch. Is like, like yeah. Chad said, it's just like right to the heart, man. Yeah, I, so, I won't so argue good. it because he he did a fantastic job in that movie. So it would be it. I think it's a worthy uh, end of watch is worthy of or nocturnal animals can be two and end of watch can be above it or three and above it. Uh, I, I'm not going to argue it to the death because I, I think he was absolutely positively fantastic in, in both movies. So uh, that would be my preference, but I'm not I'm not going to fight it to the death. Nice. So I guess number one's unanimous and we can just end the episode. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I kind of figured that once we got talking here that it was going to be pretty unanimous, but yeah, <laughs> which is, is honestly, I thought the curveball. I thought, I thought Chad was going to put Zodiac or end of watch number one, just because of your obsession with LA and then your obsession with the LAPD. I was like, that's yeah. the, that's going to be the curveball. Chad's going to like, yeah. Well, just come out of left field with Zodiac as number one. It, it's funny because that that love for Los Angeles is actually why Nightcrawler is my number one. Yeah. So similar, um, very similar. Premise, yeah. 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 Oh man. So, uh, yeah. Let's let's update and throw End of Watch up there on number two, bro. Oh, what if uh, it's not? It is. Oh. And. <laughs> I protest now. Okay. <laughs> Lando Calrissian's pick is in. Garrett, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. All right. Hit me. With the fifth pick in the 12th round, Lando selects quarterback from New Orleans, Jameson Winston. Famous Jameis. Eat those crab legs. That's a. I mean, I'm 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 a little shocked by that. I mean, but again, we're in twelfth round, so I guess it should be too shocked. And it's but. super flex. You gotta have two. You gotta have two QBs. Yeah, but I mean, well, I guess. Oh man. Oh no, wait. That's Haddon. Haddon made the pick, not Lando. Oh, okay. Anyways, sorry for the interruption there. Uh, wow. Sorry, not sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Nightcrawler. I mean, it. J- I my favorite roles of Jake Gyllenhaal are the the like psychotic ones. He, he, he just yeah. he just does the psycho like so good. Great. Yeah. If he could be typecast, I would pick this role for his typecasting. Um, yes. Yeah, just like the it's just nonstop. Like it's just him nonstop, just yeah. crushing it. <clears throat> so the the summary here uh, when Lewis Bloom. A con man desperate for work muscles into the world of L.A. crime journalism. He blurs the line between observer and participant to become the star of his own story. This got a 7.8 out of 10 and came out in 2014. Um, Yeah, so in this movie, Jake Gyllenhaal is a nightcrawler and he drives around L.A., filming crime scenes and selling it like TMZ style to local news stations uh, for, you know, 
first footage on the scene. Um, and his, he's just psychotically obsessive. Uh, and, and I watched a video today of Jake explaining some of his roles. And this was one that he explained and what he, how he explained um, Lewis here is uh, like, he thinks what he's doing is like art, right? He, he, he's discovering his passion for like being a cameraman and, and making these, these films and uh, like what he thinks he's doing is, is beautiful and it is highly disturbing. He's on like crash scenes and positioning bodies which is totally illegal and disgusting and like, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, oh. this is such a weird thing to me though, because th this <clears throat> night crawler thing, which is a real thing, uh, but only seems to be a thing in Southern California for whatever reason, you don't really hear about this much anywhere else. And it's weird because if you see a police chase on like Facebook or something, there's a probably pretty high probability it came from Los Angeles. Like they eat that crap up. Like they'll cut into the news and show these live police chases. And yeah. it's been them in the butt a couple times because, you know, there's been a couple deaths during these, these police chases. So I don't know. It's just a fascinating topic to, to turn into a movie. Uh, I think that's why I, I, I put it so high on my list. Um, but but really at the the crux of it is is his haunting performance as Lou. Like he just oh, yeah. freaking oh, nails this character. Um, uh, Mr. Walton here is is supremely convinced that Nick does in fact sound exactly <laughs> like Jake Drill. Guess we yeah. need an audio clip to. to well, prove I mean, it. I can't yeah. hear it, so you guys would have to listen and confirm. Right, <laughs> he's all in on this Robert Graysmith style. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I see a little bit of the similarity, but uh, he'd have to do a little more, a uh, little more of a sales pitch for me to, to fully hear that. But um, yeah, just uh, I, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> Lou. It's number one, and you have no uh, clue. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's so hard to put into words what he does with this character. Like, I don't know. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on this Garrett? Yeah, he, so this was one of the ones I watched today. So it is extremely fresh in my memory. <laughs> uh, Perfect. You're the, you're the man to lead this one then. Yeah, it is. It is very, very fresh in my memory. And it uh, was very much so to the detriment of my productivity today. Uh, <laughs> but he, you know, he comes on the screen right away and he is this overzealous, overly ambitious guy with zero social skills, but he can be this like laser focused on one concept. Can I just throw one thing out there? Yeah, it's it's almost like he has Asperger's or something. Almost, yes. It, yes, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all. Uh, if if like later they said that that was like part of his yeah, character's role, I could like high functioning autism on the spectrum or something. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it, it would and it would make perfect sense because you know, typically the social skills are lacking there and they can fixate on a certain thing, and you see that happen over and over. Like the, the opening 
scene. Well, I guess it's the second scene, but uh, where he's he's in this like uh, junkyard where he's trying to sell scrap metal, which are like manhole covers and fences and stuff like that. And he talks about he's like, that's that's how you got to the top of this pyramid. Like the guy runs a a junkyard. Like what pyramid is he on the top of? (laughs) Like, you know, but he like in his mind, if he can do certain things with this guy and start working at him with him as an apprentice like he wants to work for him for free and because he thinks that this guy has figured out and he has made it later he does the same exact thing with the nightcrawler stuff he sees another guy he wants to just just follow him around just help him whatever but then he starts to get a kind of this taste of success which Mm -hmm. based on what we see in the movie is probably one of the first times in his life where he's really been successful um they don't necessarily come across and say that explicitly but his need for like confirmation not need but his appreciation of confirmation from other people is like really appreciated early on and he's like really excited about that and just how much he invests all of his time effort energy into this one thing and then he starts building business models and business plans and all of these stuff on top of this thing where it's just like dude you're just you're just getting filmed. Like you're just filming gross, crazy stuff that happens. That's all you're doing. But to him, it's, he's building an empire. You know, that's, that's really what his mindset is. Yeah. Isn't the like ending scene, him sending out like (laughs) teams, like, uh, yeah. And the, the part, the one that, that gets me is, uh, doesn't he kind of like set up, uh, a crime yes there towards the end and it gets 100%. his partner killed yeah yes that's exactly oh. right. yep it just just to to get some footage like yes yeah. uh. he literally had a bunch of stuff that the police needed withheld the evidence so he could <laughs> set it up to get it all filmed perfectly to make more money and build his what it, i don't remember what he called his company you know yeah primetime night news or something like i don't know yeah, what it yeah. but you know like that was that was all he cared about um you know even when the dude was dying his partner was dying there he was like you know you were a liability of the company you were gonna yeah. you were gonna yeah. you know use this yeah. as negotiations later like dude just got shot what are yeah. you talking about <laughs> he's just non-stop like yeah, yeah. full wow. full bore I, like what focused. is in his brain like he's yeah. gone the, uh, yeah it's it's fantastic and i love the I love the quote. Uh, what what is it? If you, if you want to win the lottery, you got to make the money to buy a ticket. He says it like multiple <laughs> times throughout the movie. Um, and there he there's a lot of scenes in this movie that he is really really good. But the one that stands out every time I watch it is when he's talking to Nina in the newsroom, and he has a quote like, uh, "Now when I say I want you to do these things, not like the last time, like that whole." Sp- that whole spiel is just, oh, dude, I don't know. It's just something about the way he moves in that scene that's just so creepy. Because yeah. you know he's talking about, like, weird stuff that they're doing at, at the apartment, right? Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that scene. that That's, like, the pinnacle of his performance in this movie for me is, is that scene. It's just freaking creepy, man. He was also talking about in that video uh, that, like, he, he first he said that the the role was like super awesome because it was 
like the entire movie, the character was so well fleshed out, like written beforehand. So like he just kind of got there and like added a few dashes of flavor to the character. But like other than that, it was just like written perfectly. Uh, but he said one of the, one thing I thought was really interesting. He's like he explained his hyper fast talking like how he delivered the lines he was like i just loved everything about this character i didn't want much cut so he's like so i made him talk fast so they couldn't like cut stuff out easily so he's like he's like yeah so i'm just like i I deliver everything like yeah because that that quote that i'm talking about is is very quick like he's rattling off that stuff in the in the newsroom and he's he always does this like thing with his shoulders when he's Mm -hmm. mad it's just i don't know dude that this movie shows his range because he does not fit the mold of any of his other movies now granted i haven't seen nocturnal animals so i can't speak on that one um different different character for sure but but typically he's like the the muscle dude you know what i mean the handsome looking guy and this one he's like bone thin he's got weird hair it's just like looking yeah he's super eerie looking man but going like how what you're talking about like his how he uses his body and stuff uh one thing i really noticed in prisoners (laughs) like every time he was on screen is the way he blinks in that movie he's just like like super like i don't know pronounced like uh exaggerated exaggerated there you go perfect but like yeah his blinking so intense in that movie um right i love it like he he thinks of adding these like quirks and traits to his characters um to to, like fully flesh them out which I, i really appreciate um joel says to garrett's point i was also fond of his motivational or i also found his uh, motivational business speak entrancing and unsettling like every principle on how to meet friends and influence people just leveraged to the grimiest possible end. Yeah. yeah, So it's true. It's so true. Oh man. I'm, I'm extremely satisfied with this list. Um, Not too shabby. Nick, did you, did you have a chance to, to go in on, on why you enjoyed him in Nightcrawler? I mean, you got you guys pretty much hit it, and it 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 also it just comes down to his. It's the, it's the unrelentless performance he gives because like he's super high energy, he talks really fast, his his body movements there, like every scene he's in, it's just like it's just him, just like going full bore, and I think that's just what kind of when we're talking about like Jake Gyllenhaal movies and like performances like he was there and he was performing like the whole thing mm-hmm. and that's just to me is just kind of what sets it over the top um whereas everything else like he largely shares, especially what's on this list here he shares um the screen time with other people and you know it's kind of a shared effect not that he doesn't have good performances but like this one just just hits it and like chad said i think like it shows his range and end to end um mm-hmm. And and um and also just like those type of characters, um, very much like a um, American Psycho, right? Like that kind oh, yeah, of yeah. person, that personality, that character, like where they're giving these these speeches and like these long discourses on 
what is otherwise very psychotic talk, but like they are formulating it into these, like kind of like what, like they're so to the very bitter end, like Joel there said, like they're insisting like, this is good. Yeah. Or like this is like, okay. I still got to say, I think um, just the, the business card uh, monologue <laughs> in American <laughs> psycho might be one of my favorite oh, moments in movie yeah. history. Yeah. <laughs> the dissecting and over analysis of everyone's business card it's just and he's getting like hot and bothered oh yeah he's like is it like yeah it's so good dude it's perfect um man oh there was something else i was gonna say but now that i i said that it just totally slipped my mind um yeah i don't know i got nothing uh I enjoy the little graphics you made beside the honorable mentions. Uh, I'm assuming the frowny faces were because they were made somebody sad. Yeah, yep. and then Jarhead just got the meh because I, we were I'll all be, I'm very interested it. in the Jarhead thing. Like, I, I, I like Jarhead. I don't know that it would have made... Yeah, I mean, it probably would have made my list because I haven't seen Nocturnal Animals. That would replace uh, <laughs> Nocturnal Animals for me. It's that theme. Let's, <laughs> let's pose this question because... We're still like, you know, this this would be considered an extremely short episode of Showboys at this point. We got to stretch it out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have a to prepare. We had to prepare because we went like freaking three hours last time on Interstellar and Inception. So <laughs> yeah, we all agreed that time. That's true. That's rare. true. We didn't have that hour and a half <laughs> argument on forth. one and two. Didn't, didn't um, we have Twitter end up deciding? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett had to call in the troops. Um, so... I, I am curious since, you know, we talked at the start of the episode about how many movies, you know, there are to choose from. Are there any movies that did not land in this, this selection of eight that may, that you guys might consider putting on here uh, either as an honorable mention, or maybe even, you know, squeaking into the top five over one of the movies that we have there. Um, we're using the same criteria right his performance not necessarily yeah yeah okay my my vote while you guys are thinking um would be southpaw probably uh if i don't i don't know if it would crack my my five but it it would make a hard uh, you know there would be quite the case for it to be in the top five definitely in the in the eight um, but yeah, his, his performance here in Southpaw, uh, you know, the summary here after fatal incident sends him on a rampant path of destruction, a champion boxer fights to get custody of his daughter and revive his professional career. Um, yeah, see, seeing his range of emotions in this movie from, you know, his downfall, uh, as, as the fighter dealing with the, you know, personal struggles and destruction, as they they said here, and trying to fight out of that, uh, both figuratively and literally. Uh, it it's a fantastic movie, fantastic performance. Um, that for me definitely would make a strong argument, definitely to be in the top eight, but maybe even squeak into the five here. Yeah, I think definitely like Southpaw could have been on there. But I'm like kind of looking at his uh, movie list here, and I'm just seeing a theme here. And 
a bunch of the movies that we've discussed this evening, and this is an order of release. It goes End of Watch, Prisoners, Enemy, Nightcrawler, Accidental Love wasn't on here, but Southpaw, like that's all right after each other. Like that's a big chunk of our list. And he just like, like in 2015, he was in four movies. Um, Right. Dang. 2015 you said yeah he was in yeah he was in more than that because he was in everest as well as if yeah. that's not oh you're counting that okay oh well he plays it, a very it, tiny tiny i love that movie but he plays such a obscurely tiny role in it that um yeah probably wouldn't make make my list but there yeah, tw- there is uh yeah there is one that would certainly make my list and i just looked it up because it's it's actually got a ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is much higher than I thought uh, it would get. But it was source code, uh, what I talked about earlier. I and just have for end to watch. Yeah, wow. I have a love. I have a love for that movie. I, I don't know what it is about it. I'm also kind of partial to Life, but again, I don't know that his performance in that is is really uh, you know worth putting on the list. He did Prince of Persia and was just like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. I got I, like. I I know what I need to not do. And you, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just gonna like crush it. <laughs> Joel says, is Nightwalker 2 the only sequel that will work in this list? I'm not aware of a Nightcrawler 2. And uh I'd I don't think just a, a quick Google search. Yeah, well let's back doesn't, back doesn't out to the like list. A, a sequel would is even in the works or whatever. I think he's I think he's saying, is it the only one that would work? As, oh, as, a as a sequel <clears throat> yeah i mean um yeah i i ha- i have yeah. not seen number three but yeah i mean you're not gonna make a zodiac sequel well actually <laughs> yeah I, I guess theoretically you could now that we somewhat know who did it um enemy I, yeah no no that's, no you can't sequel that one and Nocturnals, then you might be able to yeah you think I mean, it's about him writing this novel. I think it would be a little disjointed, but I mean, if he writes another book, I guess. Is it like a, but... is it like a, <laughs> what kind of movie is Nocturne? Is it like a horror movie or what? Uh, it's more like suspense. Cause it's, it's sounds... a drama thriller. Cause I, like one of my favorite games of all time is Alan Wake where you're writing. And it kind of sounds like you're a writer and that, that piqued my interest. I had no idea what this movie was even about so, to be honest. So basically it's, it's a guy that uh, well, it starts off with Amy Adams, and she's like made a bunch of money and doing really, really well for herself. And you can tell that, like, even though she's like really happy, or even though she's really successful, she's not very happy, like with her life. Uh, her husband's cheating on her. Uh, he's always like out of town for business. Financially, like they were doing really well, but like secretly they're going broke and like just things are just like not good in her life and she brings up like her ex-husband and he or she brings him up because he leaves a a a book that he had written in her mailbox and they hadn't been married in like 20 years so it had been a long time um but she was always kind of like critical because she was like a very driven person and so she was kind of like critical of his work and uh, he was much more of a, a traditional writer. He was a little more sensitive, uh, a little more, um, you know, thought provoking, a little more positive and optimistic. And, and she's, you know, very business minded and driven. Well, basically while she's 
starting to read this book that he wrote, uh, which is this horrific tale of (laughs) his wife and daughter being kidnapped on the road and being murdered. And then him trying to find justice for his wife and daughter. And it's this, I mean, it's a, it's a very like intense book, but she's, it's also, it, it was for her. So it was written for her. Uh, and he, you, you see a lot of parallels, like in her own life, what she went through with him and the feelings that she made him feel just very exaggerated forms in this book. So it's, so is the, the movie playing out the book? Yes. She like but, reading it and then you're seeing it play out. I'll exactly. Like, oh man, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth the watch. It's a very good movie. It's a good one. Yeah, I might have to check it out. Uh, then you can uh, then you can give us the updated list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, update from Joel. He says potential sequels. Uh, so yeah, that's what you guys were yeah. right. Um, you could man, do yeah. you could do like theoretically you could probably do end of watch in in some capacity even though he's pretty screwed up and in a wheelchair. But yeah. well, um, you could do like what they do with Jarhead and just completely recast everything. recast everything. Yeah, <laughs> I actually I thought I heard that there was an end of watch series coming out. Um, let me verify that real quick because I do remember hearing something about that. That would be sweet. Just saying. Yeah, I would probably, I mean, Nightcrawler would make a lot of sense for a sequel for sure. Um, I would, I would say like based off of how the, the, each of these movies and ends, you know, and the, the stories they're telling, uh, Nightcrawler definitely makes the most sense. I would agree with that. I would love, yeah, I'd be all on board for, for a Nightcrawler sequel. Uh, yeah, uh, End of Watch series is in the works at Fox. Hey, they would. Uh, oh, okay, Joe Cross says he put in so much work for the Southpaw role. He added 28 pounds of muscle and he got the role because Eminem passed on it, which really that would be earth? super interesting. Yeah. And what did he interesting, though? I mean, not good. Horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Nick is, is having a Garrett moment now. Cause he's, are you an Eminem or a Marshall Mathers uh, Stan? Yeah. He would have been fantastic in that. I mean, he basically played the same role in eight mile, like rap battles and, Boxing are like identical, very close. The same, yeah, very close. Equal Uh, intensity. Joel says source code slaps. It really does, man. Yeah, it was a good movie. It really does. Um. So, did you guys have a a chance to to look through and see which ones you would add? Source, Chad. You said source code. Yeah. What'd you say, Garrett? Did you give one? Uh, I didn't give one. I don't know that there's any that I would like for sure add uh i have no issue with any of the ones that were mentioned uh if i had to go for like an off the wall one especially one that like wouldn't fit this list at all but i would like throw it out there kind of tongue-in-cheek but kind of serious love another drugs he was actually pretty good in that uh even though it's like this chick flick rom-com like you know it it would never actually make the top five (laughs) i did enjoy him in it (laughs) So I don't know, but 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever like feel good about actually putting that uh, on this list. But like, maybe it could come in ninth. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I got to shout out uh, a coworker, Fran. She, uh, when I told her the the episode idea for tonight, she demanded that Bubble Boy uh, make an appearance on here. So did um, Underfunded. He loved it. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's that's two votes for Bubble Boy. So we need to do like spots ten through fifteen power rank, yeah. For like well, all the just like shoe sherry, like yeah. special special place at everyone's heart movies. Yeah, we'll, we'll have Garrett back for Jake Gyllenhaal V two. Um, but no, oh, that's good. Do you have one, Nick? That that didn't make the list? No, I think I mean, I'm kind of there with Garrett. Like, like day after tomorrow. Like I do enjoy that movie. Um, I, that's another one that I completely forgot was a Jake Gyllenhaal movie, but right. it, that one's just special to me because it's like that first like world is ending movie that just yeah. set off like the next like twenty years of hey every other year we're gonna make one of these. Um, so okay, can I just? It's like the B. I just, maybe we should do like a B tier. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> movies. There you go. It, the, I'm I'm looking through his IMDb page again. Um, and this just shows his range. He voiced Jim Jim Prescott in the animated movie Spirit Untamed, which uh, my daughters are obsessed with. Spirit, which is a in a cartoon about a horse. Uh, oh. So yeah, he was Jim Prescott in Spirit Untamed, which I had no idea, and I've seen that movie like thirty times. We're, we're, um, I should audition for the sequel. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> real, real quick, um, random question. Yeah, we we did this based on his performance. If you guys were to have the top three movies that he's in, would mm. your would your list be different? Of if it these, wasn't his or just movie? like uh, in general, just the movies that he's in, would your would your top three list be different? Like like for me, prisoners would be at the top, even though like I agree that it probably shouldn't be his top five. Yeah. Over, over, uh, Nightcrawler. I loved prisoners. Wow. Absolutely loved prisoners like, a lot. <laughs> yes. It, it, it's absolutely within my top 10. You've uh, recommended that movie to me multiple times before yeah. we had this idea for this episode. <laughs> and also I'm just saying IMDB does have it rated higher than all of these. So for what it's worth. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Dying Darko would be up there for me. Um, it'd be in this top five, and that would like shuffle some things around for sure. Um, Man, okay, so if we had to go top top three movies overall that he is in, number one probably Nightcrawler. Number two would be Enemy. Number three would probably be Donnie Darko. What about you, Garrett? You asked the question. Yeah, it would be probably Prisoners. Prisoners, Nocturnal Animals, Nightcrawler. Chad? Yeah, mine would stay very similar. Nocturnal animals would just drop out, and Zodiac would go up there. 
Okay. Okay. Nick. I'll probably do um, <clears throat> Nightcrawler, End of Watch, Donnie Darko. Okay. Okay. Respectable. Uh, Joel says October Sky, baby. Tell yeah, me that violin that riff doesn't pierce you. That's an old. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. Oh <laughs> man, this was a fun episode, guys. I love doing these ones. Um, I think power ranking is definitely going to be an ongoing series along with our tier lists that happen. Uh, and I already have an idea for maybe the next power ranking. Uh, I, I've as we were going through these movies and talking about Jake. It brought to mind an, a similar actor in my mind. Mostly it was the, the I, I thought of a movie that, that compares really well to Jarhead, and that is Hurt Locker. And that makes me think about Jeremy Renner. Uh, and that would be a fantastic actor to have a power ranking of. I love yeah. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I think he's kind of a turd to be honest i mean personally he's a turd human like yeah, i don't even want to talk dude. about him to be honest with you <laughs> oh, he's, no. he's, he's a piece of crap he's a piece of crap just go read about it oh, okay Dang. why well, is jeremy Renner a down. piece of crap uh man that that makes me sad all right see you guys next week no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> answer the boys yeah oh yeah we gotta do answer the boys totally forgot about that nick you should look up why he's why he's a piece of crap and see Man. if it's appropriate to I, say I thought it. you were gonna say that compares favorably i thought you were gonna go ryan gosling like another good looking <laughs> oh, guy yeah, yeah he's, he's kind of like done things all over the map like he's in yeah, yeah. let's just power rank like actor and studs and- yeah. yeah exactly we'll just <laughs> dude i have you guys ever seen drive Water? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love dude, that freaking. That was a movie, weird man. one that I really. It's enjoyed. very weird. Yeah, it's very weird. But his performance in that is is amazing. It's weird because you go into that movie thinking you're gonna get like a Fast and the Furious slash right. you know bank robbery movie, and it turns into like a freaking totally different movie. <laughs> very <laughs> totally different. Low key, Ryan Gosling sleeper, Lars and the Real Girl. I don't think I've seen such it. an amazing movie. Um, shoot, dude. Let's do answer the boys. So we asked you guys to give us your power rankings, and uh, you know, first up, underfunded scientist with a fire Donnie Darko gift. Gotta say, it's pretty great. It's it's hypnotizing, mesmerizing. It's hard to take my eyes off of. Uh, but he says, I love Donnie Darko so much. The scene in the movie theater where he asks Frank what happened to his eye, and just replies, "I'm sorry." So powerful. Also, really like when he asks where he got the bunny suit and he asks where he got his human suit. Uh, great. Um, yeah, man, this movie was so like deep in the recesses of my brain that like I like forgot what made that that scene so powerful. And then as you get to the part where he runs over Gretchen and then I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, Frank, he apologized because he killed Gretchen. Um, yeah. Great scene, great scene. Uh, homicidal Amity says, I literally call my son Donnie, uh, Dante, uh, long live Frank the Rabbit, or at least let him live in a weird time loop forever. Um, <clears throat> then Biosiv, of course, says, but Frank was the reason Donnie had to die. Um, oh, we could Joe Cross says, why does it have to be from this specific list? I can't quit you. Uh, I really think Joe wanted Brokeback Mountain to be on this list because uh, he seemed to say I can't quit you many times. Um, 
bio says you're right they never mentioned brokeback mountain uh ugly kid joe cross's top five would include the day after tomorrow and southpaw um and prince of persia i'm not sure if that was like a troll or not joe joe he's he's sneaky with his he's trolls with his trolls yeah yeah but i could see him liking that movie same that's what makes it so like intriguing i'm never sure when he's messing around or not um but he goes on to give his uh actual five he said man i forgot about prisoners he was good in that too his list is as follows number one donnie darko number two prisoners number three southpaw mostly because all the work he had to put in to get that jacked which by the way he was extremely jacked for that movie um which I didn't think he could get more attractive, but man, you just throw on Southpaw makes you ask some questions. Uh, number four, a day after tomorrow, number five, jarhead cozy contagion finishes the answer. The boys section with uh, Donnie Darko and jarhead will always be remembered. Prisoners was another favorite. You got a lot of people on your team, team prisoners, Garrett, super uh, underrated, super underrated. And Joel says, Garrett, we need dynasty ranks for actors under 25. <laughs> the people of Tim Tebow's Backyard Bible Club need it, which uh, that is our <laughs> fantasy football league. <laughs> I, I think I think we do because you got to get youth. You got to get youth on your dynasty teams. That's right. Uh, maybe maybe we should uh, In it for the long haul dynasty team of of, of actors <laughs> under 25. Sadly, Jake would not make the list as we he learned. He's uh yeah, he's 42. Uh, Under and, 25 would be tough. Yeah. And it would be, yeah. Might I say, for being 42, Looking doesn't good. look much older than 25. He so. doesn't. Yes. It's that freaking airline. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is he might do, by the way. Uh, I got to makes... say, much to, uh, you know, my chagrin. <laughs> You're probably my favorite person in that fantasy football league, Joel. And... I'm sorry, Garrett. <laughs> I'm gonna say, dang, bro. It's if you rough, only were a part of our DMs where he's trying to like swindle all these draft picks out of me, the the, the interactions are great, and his gift his his gift game is just on he, fleek. He is very good. He, he sent me one the other day, and I just rejected it super quickly. And he was like, "Fair, I was probably a tad aggressive." <laughs> That's all right. You should have been this one. He he sent me again. This is just going to be ongoing. So just get used to it. Fancy football talk is going to become a part of 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 the show. I'm so sorry, um, show boys. It's my fault. He sent me a trade offer. I countered. He rejected. We talked, and then he sent me the exact same offer that he rejected that I countered <laughs> with. And I was oh, like, "That's great." Okay. So we're doing it. <laughs> so it's, so it's, <laughs> it's a deal. Yeah, it was great. Plus, he uh, he he sneakily somehow obtained my address, which I don't know whether or not to be impressed hmm. or scared. I had nothing to do with that. Maybe in New York, Garrett, yeah. and you guys were neighbors. <laughs> that was pretty obvious. You hid that one I well, have Garrett. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But I think I might have a new Bulbasaur sticker coming soon, courtesy of, of Mr. Joel. And it's a fabulous sticker. I can't wait to put it on my guitar. So I hope I hope it arrives. Um, 
But yeah, that's been the Jake Joan Hall power ranking. Uh, thank you so much, Garrett, for coming on, spending some time with us again. Um, we always appreciate your thoughtful insight and discourse. Um, you're a great, great lad over there. Thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's fun. I mean, I, I normally get to sit down and talk about football all the time, which don't get me wrong. Love it. But it's nice to be able to sit down and like talk about other interests and, you know, get to, <laughs> right? you know have some interaction on that. So, so it's fun. So I, I appreciate the invite, man. For sure. You're welcome anytime, of course. Um, and I just, you know, miss having talks about movies and shows with you. And since you don't live, just move to Columbus, homie. Yeah. Since you don't live like right down the road, I can't just walk over to your house or or make you come to my house and watch (laughs) midsummer (laughs) at like 11 o'clock at night. That was awkward. uh, That's how Mike gets you. That's right. Uh, But yeah, we, what do we have going on? We have newscast Monday. Uh, other than that, we'll be right back here on Thursday. Uh, go check out our Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash showboyspodcast if you're interested in short supporting the show. Uh, we're trying to grow our YouTube channels. So uh, we're doing a giveaway once we hit 500 subs. I think we're pretty close to halfway there. Uh, so we're trying to hit that you know, sometime this summer. And we're really going to make a push for 1,000 subs. Uh, hopefully by the end of fall, which we're going to try to do like a massive giveaway for that. Um, so make sure if you enjoy the content, uh, please subscribe here to Showboys Podcast. You can check out our gaming content on Showboys Gaming. Um, and of course, you know, Chad's pumping out streams during the day, making some walkthroughs and guides. Um, I've started streaming on Twitch. We have all of our fabulous streaming partners, BioCiv. Peace, Love, Ames, and Ugly Kid Joe Cross. Make sure you go check them out, support them. You can find their channels uh, in our featured section on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, But yeah, until next time, uh, you guys have a, a fantastic night, and we will see you on Monday night. Discretion is advised. Yeah, dude, we got mutual aided to this. ODOT, dump truck. Oh. That was this morning at 7 a.m. I got to drive around that, luckily, um, but it was pretty bad. Yeah. There's a, there's a much clearer video of it, too. Did. Did the dump truck fall asleep? Like what happened? It, it looks that's what I that's what I thought he was either texting or uh fell asleep. But, but the odds that a vehicle, veers, vehicle yeah veers and hits an O dot vehicle. I guess I mean they're all over the place, but at the same time, like it was a perfect like right to the rear end explosion is nuts. Yeah.
nuts. Dang. Where's uh, where's old Blue when you need him? 